last few weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the church. And anyway, 1 Corinthians, um, actually, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and church since Resurrection Sunday. But I've been in 1 Corinthians at this last couple of weeks, and I'm there again today. And, and if you realize that Paul wrote 1 Corinthians for the main reason was to teach people how to operate in the Holy Spirit and how to be the church, that he's teaching us the church how to have worship and how to operate in the Holy Spirit. When we look at 1 Corinthians that way, it just takes it to a whole new realm and a whole new thing. And, and anyway, as I was just meditating on last week's service, the Lord told me you forgot the most important point. And it's all we talked about. Actually, I didn't forget it. I think God planned it out. But the Lord said there's one point that I shared last week that, that I need to share this week. And so we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians 4, or 1, 4 through 9. And this week, uh, I'm going to read it out of the NIRV just because that's what was on when I read it and, and loaded it. And so I just stayed with it. And so anyway, 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9, and this is what we talked about last week. As you were uh, looking for that scripture in your Bibles, uh, we see in this passage that we, or our points were last week that we have free access to the grace of, of God through salvation. And the word talked about in there, we belong to Christ. We have free access to Christ, to salvation. Uh, we have free access to the grace of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have free access to the grace given to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what we talked about last week. And we shared how in 1 Corinthians uh, 1, 4, that, that speech or utter, utterances meant vocalized gifts. And meaning the tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And then we talked about the revelatory gifts of wisdom that Paul mentions and refers to, alludes to in verse 5, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And so, you know, those are the things that, that God put on my heart. But again, the, the point that I want to start with is that, that God has given us salvation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit to keep us strong to the very end. God is faithful. And that's in this passage of Scripture. And it blesses me. All the songs we've sang today has talked about has God has kept us strong to the end that he is faithful. And, and we need to recognize that now more than ever. And I say even to the unbeliever that may be sitting in here or, or online today that God is even faithful to want to be a part of your life. He's pursuing you. But let us read the Scripture here, 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9. I always thank my God for you. I thank him because of the grace he has given to you who belong to Christ Jesus. You have been blessed in every way because of him. You have been blessed in all your speech and knowledge. God has shown that what we have spoken to you about Christ is true. There is no gift of the Holy Spirit that you don't have. You are full of hope as you wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to come again. God will also keep you strong in faith to the very end. Then you will be without blame on the day of our Lord. Our day our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God is faithful. He has chosen you to share life with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
So again, those points. God has been faithful with his grace of salvation. God has been faithful with the grace of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God has been faithful to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we can, what? Live an active relationship with Jesus Christ and bring others to Jesus Christ. That's the whole reason that God does this because we're living for eternity and not today. When we operate in the Holy Spirit, people will get saved. People will be filled with the Holy Spirit. People will operate in their gifts. Last week, I had the privilege of praying with, with Austin. And I hope I'm not embarrassing him today, but he accepted Christ and wanted to be baptized and came to talk to me about that. When there's a move of the Holy Spirit, when the gifts of God are operating, we should expect people to be saved. We also had another salvation here in the last couple of weeks sitting over here. Alan accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. And our baptism service next week has grown from two to at least six because of what God is doing, because his Holy Spirit is alive today and you are allowing the gift of the Holy Spirit to operate in your life. Man, we should be shouting right now. We should be shouting because that's what it's all about. When you see that Holy Spirit come in and transform somebody's life into salvation, and to be with them their whole life, that is so awesome. Well, today, I thought Memorial Weekend was next weekend. And I figured it out last minute yesterday. And I thought, Lord, how am I going to work that into the sermon today? And the Lord said, because I'm faithful to the end. Wow. The Lord already had this all worked out. He already knew why I didn't talk about it last week. God has given us salvation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit to keep us strong to the very end. God is faithful. Memorial Weekend reminds us of God's faithfulness to keep the believer strong to the very end. Did you get that today? God is faithful to keep us strong to the very end. So let us take a moment today to honor those who died since Memorial Day 2019. A lot of times we just mention the, the mothers, the fathers, the sisters, the brothers, and members of those connected to Oakton. This year I expanded it to grandparents because I think it's very special. But I'm just going to read them in the order that they, they passed away. And the first one today that I want to remember is Brett Miller. Ted Lillienkamp, Mary Woodard, Betty Gilmartin, Luella Driscoll, Ralph Hickey, Walter Worth, Andrew Compton, Joe Weberg, Leo Cox, John Strickland, Evelyn Barker, Brad McCullough, Laureen Ball, 
and Carla Dykler. Lonnie Bass. Let's take a remember or a moment to remember how God was faithful to his believers, those that chose him, and just give him glory today. Amen. God was faithful to keep every believer mentioned today strong to the very end. Jim, Walter Worth was without blame. On that day, he saw Jesus. God was faithful to Joe Weberg. And that's where the Lord really spoke to me. That maybe in the beginning, we weren't faithful to God. But God still went after us and was faithful to us. He was faithful to Joe to the very end that he saw Jesus. God will keep all believers strong to the very end. In the same way, God will be faithful to you until the very end. Last night, I was drug out of my house at 9 o'clock. And I was taken to the Lamar Airfield. And John and Lynn Houghton were waiting there for me. And they were going to take me up an airplane. And John was flying. Wife said, are you scared? <laughs> and I said, no, God is faithful. <laughs> Do you notice, John, my confidence wasn't in you, brother? When I was flying the plane, God was faithful to all of you. No, I'm kidding. I didn't really fly, I don't think. But, but we joke about that. But I had a fear of flying because of a bad incident when I worked at Freeman. And I wouldn't get back on a plane and God was calling me when I got in the ministry to go overseas a lot. And the Lord told me to go and how he gave me confidence was he said, I am faithful. And he reminded me of a, a preaching opportunity that he had given me that was like six months after we got back from, I think it was Albania the first time. And, and that's what gave me peace is because I knew that God told me that I would preach that service. It was a miracle that I got to even do it. And that, I went on that plane the first time out of God's faithfulness. And now I fly all the time and it doesn't bother me a bit because God is faithful to the very end. The Holy Spirit will be faithful, a faithful helper to us to the very end. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will operate in the believer to the very end. And I say that today because a lot of people believe that the Holy Spirit and the gift died with the disciples. And I've showed you time and time again in the scripture where how that the Holy Spirit was with us to the very end. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are with us to the very end. 
That's shouting ground there too, guys. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will operate in the believer to the very end. God is faithful to the very end. Gary Dunn printed out a a prophecy this week. You notice I said prophecy because I believe it was from the Lord. The Bible says when people give prophecies, you see if they line up with the word, they witness to your spirit and then receive them if they do. And he put this out this week. And I believe this is for many people here today. My people, adversity is not necessary Necessarily an indication that you have done something wrong or that you're outside of my calling. And I want to give you a chance to read that. My people, adversity is not necessarily an indication that you have done something wrong or that you're outside of my calling. In fact, adversity allows you to exemplify my type of qualities. And again, this is God, the Holy Spirit, talking through Gary. My types of qualities, patience, true love, faith, obedience, considering others more highly than yourselves, willingness to consider others' needs are just example of a Holy Spirit-led person. So do not attack adversity as a totally negative occurrence, but let it bring out the qualities in you that I desire. Why? Because God is faithful. Great things can come out of adversity. Think about what we just gone through, adversity, COVID-19. Satan tried to stop the church, and all he did was make it stronger. Joseph is certainly a case in point of adversity, but my plans were carried out by and through him. Many peoples in that time and in, in that time since were blessed by his dealing with adversity. The thread of my plan went right through his life. Do not be discouraged by adversity in your life, but let it be an opportunity for me to show my watching care over you, to let me thread or let the thread of my plan go right through your life. You have been blessed and will be blessed just as Joseph was. God is faithful. He's faithful unto the end. And now I'm getting into what I had put down for this week. Point two, and write this down. As the Holy Spirit increases in us, the world becomes less powerful over us. And that's the whole point today. Again, as you go through 1 Corinthians, I'm going into chapter 2. And if you look at it like the Holy Spirit is leading us and teaching us, it really will open your eyes. But again, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read the whole chapter. And this was the way it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I didn't come with fancy words or human wisdom. I preached to you the truth about God's love. My goal while I was with you was to talk about one thing. And that was Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. When I came to you, I was weak and very afraid and trembling all over. I did not preach my message with clever and compelling words. Instead, my preaching showed the Holy Spirit's power. This was so that your faith would be based on God's power 
Your faith would not be based on human wisdom. By Paul's own account, and the reason I make this point today, he was saying that, that I do not base my power or, or, or the, the, the cross, the gospel, the things I preach on my own flesh and my fleshly accomplishments. I base my power on the Holy Spirit. And Paul went in, in in the other chapters of the Bible, and by his own account, Paul was the best Jew, the best Pharisee of his generation, the most probably godly person, if you will, knowledgeable-wise. He knew the, the Word. He knew everything. Philippians 3, 5, Paul wrote this about himself. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am part of the people of Israel. I am from the tribe of Benjamin. I am a pure Hebrew. As far as the law is concerned, I am a Pharisee. Galatians 1.14. I was moving ahead in my Jewish way of life. I went beyond many of my, my people. Or went, I went beyond many of my people who were my own age. I held firmly to the teachings passed down by my people. In other words, Paul is saying, I've got all the goods. I have everything. But he even Paul depended on the Holy Spirit. We can't put our faith in nothing else than the power of man, but we must put our faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. We must go beyond our education and move out into faith and move out into the Word of God and the things of God and let the Holy Spirit teach us and lead us and guide us. Paul's resume was, I didn't preach my message with clever and compelling words. Instead, my preaching showed the Holy Spirit. And that's what we should preach. That's what we should show. No, I love to look at the, uh, the emails, especially the big wheel uh, emails I get from people that are very important that we think in this world. And their emails will be about this long, but their resume on how important they are is at the end. Pastor Kent Garfield, 15-year graduate of Freeman, 15-year master's in this. 20 years in this, 20 years in that. They give out a resume on who they are when we need to be saying, I'm Kent Garfield, baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and I depend on his power for everything. It's almost like, almost like we got to prove to people that we're all that when we just need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit to teach us that we're all that. So when I say that today, Paul again in 1 Corinthians 2, 5 says, this was so that your faith would be based on God's power. Your faith would not be based on human wisdom. So I say to you today, what is the government telling you? Is it based on the Holy Spirit and what he's telling you? Is it confirmed by God's word? Or second, what is the doctor telling you? Is it based on the Holy Spirit and what he's telling you? Or is it, is it backed by God's word? Do you follow me today? Because sometimes when I go to the doctor, they tell me things I don't want to hear. But I need to listen to the Holy Spirit. By his stripes, I am healed. And not take on and say, because that doctor's human resume is so powerful. And again, I'm not knocking doctors. But we need to do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. What about college professors? Not knocking all of you, but they preach a pretty liberal agenda. I've had to look at some papers that some of the kids have wrote 
in the church. And I say some college professors so I don't get bashed because I know uh, Paul taught college before and I know she backs the Holy Spirit in what he tells her. But, but what about college professors? What are they telling you? Is it based on the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is saying? Is it confirmed by God's word or you just believe it because of their pedigree, their resume? What about religion? Are you doing what they're telling you to do? Or are you doing what is based on the Holy Spirit and what he's telling you to do? Confirmed by God's word. I say to you, what is blank telling you today? You fill in the blank. Is it based on what the Holy Spirit is telling you and confirmed by God's word? What about your children, your family, your friends? What about Satan? What's he telling you? Are you listening to him or are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Backed by the word of God. As you think about that, another thing the Lord added in, and, and Norm, I don't think there's anything on the slide for this. But our number one goal is to testify about Christ. Paul said in the scripture passage today, my goal while I was with you was to talk about only one thing, and that was Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. That's what we need to be focusing on. That's what doctors, lawyers, teachers, professors, farmers, uh, dad, moms, everybody, we need to be focused on Jesus Christ and him coming back, the kingdom of God. That's our focus while we're here on earth. That's why we need the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to give us discernment, to give us direction so that when the world speaks something that's not true to God's word, we can know by the help of the Holy Spirit to do something about it. Our number one goal is to testify about Jesus Christ, the cross, that he rose and that he's coming back again. When we do this, people will get saved. Guys, I keep pounding it in your head to invite people to church because every time you do, people get saved. I keep telling you to preach to people at your workplace, at school, wherever you're at, because people will get saved. It's almost like we forgot why we're here. Our number one priority is testified about Christ. Guys, it, this may be tough, but what we talk about is what we love. And if you're not talking about Christ, you're in a bad spot. If you're not so excited about the Son of God... That's a pretty scary place to be as a believer. And I didn't go too far as say if you haven't led somebody to Christ. <whistles> apple trees produce apples. And I try to grow fruit trees on my place. And I cut down the ones that aren't producing. I work with them a long time. But I cut down the ones that aren't producing. We don't pray over our public meal or our meals in public. To show off. We pray over our meals in public because we love Jesus. Our faith must be based on the Holy Spirit's power confirmed in the Word, 
confirmed in Christ, the cornerstone. Again, as the Holy Spirit increases in us, the world becomes less powerful over us. We're going to read now in verse 6. Paul goes on to explain why. The words we speak to those who have grown in the faith are wise. Our words are different from the wisdom of this world. Our words are different from those of the rulers of this world. The rulers are becoming less and less powerful. No, we announce God's wisdom. His wisdom is a mystery that has been hidden. But before the beginning, of, uh, but before time began, God planned that his wisdom would bring us heavenly glory. None of the rulers of this world understood God's wisdom. If they had, they would not have nailed the Lord, uh, our God, to the glory of the cross. Man, I'm cracking up here. The Holy Spirit's just cracking me up here. It is written that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, that no human mind has conceived God, what God has prepared for those who love him. I had in my notes here, the wisdom of the world is different from the God. The wisdom of the rulers is different from God. So the wisdom of the world, the rulers of the world, in other words, the unbelievers that are operating in worldly wisdom, they're going to be different from the, the Holy Ghost. That's what we were just talking about in our last point. But the reason I cracked up is Satan... The Pharisees, the Roman government, some of them that were totally against Jesus Christ, if they would have been listening to the Holy Spirit, they wouldn't have put him on the cross. That's why I was cracking up. When they put him on the cross, that was the worst thing they could have done because it saved the world. So when I look back, I thought, man, I'd like to be a fly on the wall and listening to Satan. Man, Jesus is going to cross that, that idiot. He's going to cross, man. We got him out of here. It's over with. And look at the power that Jesus is operating in now. Satan's under our feet, your feet. The Pharisees and the government that thought, boy, we shut Jesus up now. They couldn't hear from the Holy Spirit. Because, you guys, Jesus heard from the Holy Spirit. That's why he went to the cross. Remember, he was praying and he was struggling with it. That was a tough place to go. But God spoke to him by his Holy Spirit, and Jesus said, then not my will, but your will, Lord. You with me now? The world's wisdom is opposite of God's wisdom. That's why we need to listen to the Holy Spirit and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit increases in us, the world becomes less powerful over us. We become more powerful when we are led by the Holy Spirit because we know the thoughts of God. That's the key, is we need to know the thoughts of God. And we'll go ahead and conclude the reading of the path, this passage of Scripture. We start in verse 10. God has shown these things to us through his Spirit. The Holy Spirit understands all things. Did you get that? He understands even the deep things of God. Who can know the thoughts of any person? <laughs> only a person's own spirit can know them. In the same way, only the Spirit of God knows God's thoughts. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, guys. 
What we have received is not the spirit of the world. We have received the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us. The Spirit helps us understand what God has freely given us. Salvation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That is why we speak about, or that is what we speak about. We do not use words taught by us, by people, by professors, by doctors, by our dads, our moms. You know, if it's not lined up with the Holy Spirit, we don't listen to it. We use the words taught to us by the Holy Spirit. We use the words taught by us, by the Spirit, to explain spiritual truth. To get that interpretation of the Word, that these mysteries, the Holy Ghost will reveal the mysteries of God. The person without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that, that come from the Spirit of God. This world's not going to go along with you. They're going to think you're a lot of crazy, uh, uh, emotional Christians. Because it's going to be different from them. It goes on to say, these things are foolish to them. They cannot understand them. In fact, such things can't be understood without the Spirit's help. Go back to the cross. Satan couldn't understand it. The Pharisees couldn't understand it. The unbeliever couldn't understand it. What about the disciples that supposedly knew Christ? They couldn't even understand it because they had yet to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Peter denied Christ three times. He even cursed him the last time because he didn't understand the totality of Christ and the cross, his rising and our eternal life. It's foolishness to man. It's foolishness to the unbeliever. Paul's explaining we can never know the thoughts of another person without being that person. I've been with Karen 31 years, and I'm starting to gather some of her thoughts. But if I could take her spirit and put it in my spirit, then I would know her thoughts. She surprised me last night, and she paid a high price for it. Because I couldn't understand her thoughts. In the same way, we can't understand God's thoughts without the baptism of the Holy Spirit fully, without the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit is God's thoughts, 1 Corinthians 2 11, and God starts revealing them immediately to us when we're seeking Him. Again, we open this series up that we're going to go out and we're going to take time, make time to pray, make time to read God's Word, and we're going to receive a revelation from the Holy Spirit. You see, the mysteries of God are revealed by the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 2.10. We have received the Holy Spirit who is from God, given to us. That Spirit helps us understand what God has freely given us. Paul goes on to give an example of God's thoughts revealed to him in Ephesians 3.3. And Ephesians 3.3 reads like this. How the mystery was made known to me 
by revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mysteries of Christ, which is not made known to the sons of men and other generations as it has been now now being revealed to his holy apostles and the prophets by the Holy Spirit. Mysteries, these mysteries, the mysteries of God will be revealed by the Holy Spirit through the gifts of revelation, the revelatory gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning spirits. They are revealed through the apostles and prophets. Ephesians 4, 8, and 9 says, And he himself gave us some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry to edify the body of Christ. The mysteries of God are revealed through the Holy Spirit and the operations of the gifts of the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and seek to operate in all the gifts, 1 Corinthians 12 tells us. We need to operate in wisdom, knowledge, faith, healings, works of miracles, prophecy, discerning of the spirits, tongues, and tongues and interpretations. Guys, we got to get this today. And, and you'll struggle until you get it. As the Holy Spirit increases in us, the world becomes less powerful over us. Are you tired of being knocked around, wondering where God is? Then be filled with the Holy Spirit and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. As the Holy Spirit increases in us, the world becomes less powerful over us. I know I'm tired of getting kicked around. And the Holy Spirit was given to keep me to the very end. God is faithful. So the altar call today is if you're tired of getting kicked around, wondering where God is, then come and be saved if you're not saved. Be water baptized next week with us, but also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. A person that I led to Christ this week, we prayed for salvation. Then after talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he was filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he'll be water baptized next week. Because we want God. We want God more than anything. I want to know the thoughts of God. How many of you have prayed, man, I just want to know. When I met Karen and saw Karen at Gary Dumbs that first time, I just wanted to know. God, show me more about this girl so I can land her. Until this day, I want to know more about her. I know she does me. She gets up every day and says, honey, tell me something else about you. <laughs> what are you laughing now? You're quiet all service till now. But you can have the thoughts of God. Mysteries of God can be revealed to you. We see it all through the book of Acts, through the whole New Testament. Once Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, the mysteries of God were released and he understood. If you're here today and you just need a refilling, you just needed to be reminded 
that I need to quit listening to this world and, and start listening to the Holy Spirit. I need a refreshing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit that I want you to come and be refreshed. So I ask you to stand to your feet today. Guys, don't look around. Don't worry about the camera. You worry about you and your relationship with Christ. If you're not saved today, come to these altars. Come to me and receive salvation. If you're not baptized the Holy Spirit today, let's just do that. Every head bowed, eyes closed. I want to accept Jesus Christ today. Would you raise your hand? I've never accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I want to be saved today. I see that hand. Anybody else? How about today? I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Would you raise your hand up today? I see that hand. Anybody else? See that hand. Anybody else? I've been filled before, but I need a refreshing today. Would you raise your hand? See many hands across the room. I want to be dependent on God and nothing else. Thank you, Lord. See your hand in the back. Praise the Lord. These altars are open. I want you to come to them. Be bold and come into these altars and seek the Lord today. But Father, you've seen the hands across this church. Father, you've seen the hands across those listening online, those outside. And Father God, we ask that those that chose salvation, that your word says that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and deliver us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. So Father, we repent of our sin. If you're getting saved today, just say, Father, I repent of my sins. And the word says that when we are forgiven, and God never remembers our sins when we believe. The word says if we confess with our mouth and believe on our heart that, that Jesus is Lord, meaning he came, that he lived this life, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead to save you for eternal life, then you're saved today, I believe. And so, Lord, we thank you for those that raised their hand for salvation today. But, Father, those that raise their hands for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the same faith that saves you is the same faith that allows the Holy Spirit in. Just by saying and confessing, Father, I believe in your Holy Spirit. And, Father, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. If you raise your hands today, just say that. Father, I believe in Jesus. He's the Son of God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I want to be filled with the Spirit today. You've been filled with the Spirit. Those that need refreshing today, simply ask. Ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the doors will be open. God's not going to deny you his thoughts. You don't have to measure up. Guys, if I had to measure up, I'd be nothing. But these altars are open today. If you need to come and pray, and, and, and I'd like to pray with you myself. Please come.